with 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. I'm somewhat confused, but what's good? Welcome, Welcome to Free Thinkers Radio. <laughs> we are live on YouTube, um, so if you can, go to one of our Facebook pages and get the link from YouTube for the YouTube page. Uh, we have Mr. Bryson Caldwell, Mr. Shaniqua right here with us. Who else we got in the building? Good evening, everybody. JB Sampson. What's good? Uh, I forgot my name right now. I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> this is Dave Pendergrass. We coping with death today. Death yeah. of the loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in wake of everything going on with Hurricane uh, Harvey. And, you know, I think that death toll has gotten over 50, or gotten over 40, probably on its way to 50 now. Um, with that number steadily rising. Um, a big question, the thing we want to make sure we're able to help everybody with is how to cope with death. And we're going to do that uh, when we come back. Free Thinkers Radio. First song of the night is Me Without You, Toby Mac. And where would I be without you? I'll be back in my bag when I need to stay. I'll be chasing every breeze that blows my way. I'll be building my kingdom just to watch it fade away. It's true, that's me without you.
and we're back free thinkers radio we're talking about coping with death with loved ones as i said we have uh mr bryson caldwell and mr nico Wright with us um coming from a straight out the straight shooting um i just lost my grandmother two weeks ago um it was a major loss for me so um sorry to hear that coping with this has been hard trying to find yourself trying to find you just kind of re- redefine your strength right and what you need when you know somebody you can always call on or you know if you just want to just go say hey you know what i'm saying just hit somebody just to fuss you out just because you ain't came by in a couple of days you know <laughs> you know you miss that so um what you guys deal with on um daily basis um how how do you how do you help others to cope with something and losing a loved one um for me i talk to people about being able to accept the place that they are currently in and not being so hard on themselves for crying or being upset raging out and things like that i mean um, it's necessary to have that time where you can allow yourself to just be in that moment. Um, and I think a lot of times when people lose someone, they feel like they have to put on that brave face or they have to say, I'm okay, because it's going to be what comforts other people. That's it. Um, instead of it being, you know, where they actually, how they actually feel. Right. So I talk to people all the time about allowing themselves in that early place to feel how you feel it's okay there is no way to compare it to somebody else's oh oh so and so lost the same person they're not grieving as hard well you know they're different um, than who you are so their process would probably be a little bit different so just accept where you are in the moment for a little while there's a time that you have to do some stuff that's going to help you move through it but um, you you need that moment to be where you are. Right. Uh, indeed, and from my expertise, me personally, I, I definitely try to get people to really stay on the happy time, but staying on the happy times and understanding that that did occur. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like they like to get into a denial stage, and right. you have to accept that it happened in order to deal with it. And I tell anybody, I smile. Somebody speaks to me about my mother, I smile. Why? I now have more of a passion for what I do to help somebody else say, mm. you know what, hey, that's a strong family. They got through something. Mm. And so I like to make sure I'm showing not only an image, but I'm showing the true me so I can help people like you who have lost a loved one that is near and dear to them step on over and say, you know what, hey, we're going to take this thing on together. Mm. And so uh main thing is remembering the good times, knowing that it happened, and just believing, believing, and believing, and keep praying. That's the main thing. If you don't pray, you will be in a world of trouble. I will tell you that from my 20 some my years of experience, you will be in a world of trouble. Pray, pray, pray. Absolutely. And I would probably say, because um, just me being, you know, full disclosure, um, I lost my son um, three years ago. Sorry. Um, he was three months old. It's a little bit different when you know the you, you know my wife was breastfeeding at the time and yeah. you know those things those type of like the connection of all that it's really hard to deal with and I would say um, one of the hardest things for us was getting um, it was grief counseling right. grief counseling was very was very hard to get a person because I'm, I'm you know getting a person to accept having to go in there and relive the moment right. when they're just trying to get past the moment right. Right. it's very hard mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and um, 
you know, originally, originally, uh, her thought process was to not do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, let's just move on. Um, but now, uh, this many years later, now it's not it's not gonna happen like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen like that. Now, and that's coming from me, who before all this, I had, I mean, plenty of. I, I wasn't always Christian, mm-hmm. so I had plenty of um, death. You know, mm-hmm. some really close friends, mm-hmm. really close. You know what I'm saying? People like that. People I really, really thought, you know, I rode a whole way with it. You know what I mean? Right. So, but the, but the death of a, of a child, especially when, um, when the mother's involved. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? When the mother's there to witness it. It, it happened right there. You know, the child turns blue and the mother's there. Yeah. yeah. That is a different situation. I would say, you know, like you say, you can't compare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? See, but I would, at the same time, tell everybody to get grief Oh yeah. Like absolutely. Don't overlook that. If you if you feel like you may need it at all, you're you may be dealing with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. it really really seems very important. You know, from my personal experience, to go ahead and get that thing. Indeed. Get in and to add to what you just said about grief counseling, make sure you understand that your funeral service provider that is a part of their job. Mm-hmm. Okay. If a funeral director, uh, you know, may say, hey, by a week or two after the service is over, I would tell anybody the time when you're most needed is months down the road. Mm-hmm. When the cards stop coming, the calls mm-hmm. stop coming through, people stop coming by. Right. That's the time when the family really needs us the most. Right. Remember that your funeral service provider, that is what you paid them, the amount of dollars you paid them to do. They are supposed to stand with you to get through that tough time and to right. help you carry on. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think so also, like, um, before I lost my pops, um, 2001, mm-hmm. and um, my biggest thing was like you said, I've had death plenty of times before, but that was one where I just found out, you know, who he was, and then turned around and be like, yo, um, this happens, you know, he dies. So my biggest thing back then was like, not having always been a Christian, was drinking. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest thing. That was no, you know, took me to alcoholism. You know, what I'm saying been alcoholic. I was drinking since 18, so about 21, 22. So it's like, and that's, to me, that was the biggest thing where I could say, hey, let me just drown my problems away, you know what I mean? So It became a coping mechanism for you. Exactly. So now, this time around, you know, trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a loner. So mm-hmm. people being being there for me mm-hmm. is not what I'm used to. I'm used to nobody saying like, I'm, I'm used to saying, okay, I'm all right. right. I'll be good and go into my little corner and not having to deal with anybody. Right. But then, then you got people that, that, are, that are here for you mm-hmm. and they're like, they're calling you. It's like, yo, take time, do this, relax. Call us if you need us, pray a little, you know, call if you need prayer, call, just call me if you need anything. I'm not used to that, so that was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, dealing with people like that's there for you. Uh-huh. So grief counseling is something that is needed. So how is it? Is it when is the best time for grief counseling? I mean, is it as soon as it happens, or months down the line, or you know? I think it's different for every person. Um, for me, it took me a little while to do grief counseling um, for several reasons. One, I didn't really know of a lot of uh, places where I could uh, get counseling um, and another was that I just wasn't ready um, I was in a coping place myself and a lot of it was eating and just just a downward spiral I was depressed I didn't really want to 
face it, um, and I didn't say this, but I lost a baby girl in 2014. Um, so I was in this really dark place, and the thought of talking to someone about it just made me angry. Um, and it wasn't because I felt like no one could help, more so than I just thought to myself that talking about it made it even more real. Whereas when you're home and you're kind of just standing on the covers and and drowning those sorrows in food or whatever the, the thing that you're using to cope is, that thing keeps you secluded and if you can finally get to that place where you can block it, you don't have to deal with it. That's where I was. That's what uh, kind of put a stop to me even looking for a place for grief counseling. I've, I've known though since then, I've known people who go immediately into grief counseling and I've known people who waited a little while until um, I guess things settled as far as, uh, you know, funerals, family, like you were saying, Bryson calls stopping and then they decided, you know, let's go in and get grief counseling because they were alone. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, one of the parts about grief and loss overall is that while you, the person is hurting because you've lost someone near and dear, the world keeps moving for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they don't care, but life keeps going whereas for the gr the person who's grieving it sometimes feels like it, everything is stopped mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, you know and i'm thinking about right now just the because the thing about her the thing about that hurricane is uh, or any natural disaster there's one thing when you have you know something that may take you out of the person like you say everyone else keeps going right. there's a whole another thing and it's almost more um, aggravating when it's the whole world right now wants to call you like they would call I, right? Right. The whole world wants. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Right. And you ain't really here for all of them. Right. You know, almost like the lady, you know, when they put the CNN reporter up, like, look, this this is not the kind of microphone I'm exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And this is also not a lot for a lot of people. This is not the time to. Mm -hmm. Call me and tell me how you you're praying for me right mm -hmm. now. You, right. Just pray. Right. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> just do it. We'll talk later. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Right. You know what I mean? And um, that that that's the thing. But the, I'm, I'm just thinking about being in that situation with those hurricane hurricane victims. You know, mm -hmm. the people who have lost people in those situations. Right. You have the whole world ready to mm -hmm. basically try to intervene mm -hmm. in your situation when you're really trying to be. Yeah, right. yeah. And then you got a, a, a an entire world wanting to intervene mm -hmm. of people who, you know, some of these folks who may have been behind on a bill, the bank was like, hey, you can't get that loan. But now all of a sudden, you know, my house is underwater. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, now the world cares about me. Mm -hmm. So you have some people who have been uh, behind closed doors for uh, so long mm -hmm. that they literally are just going to push away any form of outside help. Now, a year or two down the road, once everything is done, mm -hmm. those people, they're going to be the ones who will say, hey, I'm glad somebody was there for me. Right. And they're going right. to usually get apologetic and things like that, but it's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll be back, Freethinkers Radio. Wow. The next song is called Hope in Front of Me. Um, there's no artist name after it. Oh, it's Danny Goku. I'm sorry. Sorry. Danny this Goki. is Hope in Front of Me by Danny Goki. But I know in my soul, no matter how bad it gets, 
That's what I was saying. You know, it takes uh, something to happen, somebody to die, some form of uh, uh, economic disruption to mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. for people to say, okay, now I care. Well, right. Is it the fact that there's oil in Texas that makes you care? Mm-hmm. Is it the fact that your job is now affected? Mm-hmm. Is that why you not care about us? So mm-hmm. there are so many things that are going on at this point. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep praying. That's right. amazing. We got to keep praying. I, I was going to say, I personally think that... Uh, a lot of times when these sort of, like when these natural disasters and stuff happen, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, or when a terrorist attack happens or something like the situation with Paris a while ago, mm-hmm. um, the situation now with Hurricane Harvey, um, you know, any major hurricane that's happened, I mean, think back to Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. any type of natural disaster, or, uh, terrorist attack, something like, when something like this happens, um, and a large group of people are affected. I think, unfortunately, a lot of times the reason why the uh, the response is so great, a lot of the times, simply because a lot of people want to give the appearance that they care. Mm. Right. And and it's unfortunate to have to say that. And a lot of times, I mean, sometimes that can be us. Right. Um, and that's something that I think has to be acknowledged. Like not the fact that, just the, the fact that. Unfortunately, the life does, like you said, it, it keeps Continuous moving. Move. Yeah. Even when someone just suffered a loss, even right. when someone just lost their home to, to flooding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When somebody just lost somebody to some sort of freak accident. Unfortunately, the rest of the world does keep moving. And because we're so used to just whatever it is that we have going on, we're mm-hmm. so used to our uh, our daily routines and right. the way things work and especially when you've grown up in the society that we're in and you see the way the world works and you recognize the fact that nothing's like the rest of the world is not stopping for you when you have right. something going on mm-hmm. it's just one of those things it's like oh man that sucks I gotta go to work now mm-hmm. you know and it's unfortunate to look at it that way but it at the same time it is it gives you some glimmer of hope in humanity to see people actually taking the time to say, you know, that actually is really unfortunate. How can we help in mm-hmm. some sort of manner? Right. You know? Well, uh, one of the things that I've noticed about grief specifically is that it really changes a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person that you may have been before sort of gets morphed into somebody or something different. I mean, you're still a lot of yourself, but there are different aspects of you. 
And one of those things sometimes can be a very hard person. Mm-hmm. Um, you put a wall up mm-hmm. to guard your heart because you've experienced total devastation. Right. And um, when we think about um, Texas and the devastation that these people are experiencing right now, it's great that everyone wants to help. Mm-hmm. It's It's a wonderful thing. At the same time, though, um, it's important for everyone to keep in mind that helping and showing compassion and, and mercy and generosity should not be a trend. It shouldn't be something you just do because, you know, there's a natural disaster. It should be the kind of compassion and caring that you show on a daily basis. Exactly. Now, I'm, I'm not flawless. None of us are. But it's something that if we could just continue to pray about, Lord, help us to not just step up when there are these types of situations help us to to pause and Mm -hmm. consider this person next to me and their loss and what can i do to continue to check in and not just okay oh the next thing has happened or in a couple of weeks we won't hear about texas Mm -hmm. right you know um and that's going to be the very sad part those people will still need things those people will still need someone to comfort them and and if we're being honest, we, we won't hear anything about it within the next few weeks mm-hmm. because we'll be on to the next the trend. Next mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like prayer is absolutely important as far as just softening our hearts and reminding us about the very real and everyday process of grief. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's more difficult to, I guess, find your way to beginning the grieving process and making it through the grieving process? Um, when you lose someone to a natural disaster rather than, uh, I guess, natural causes or um, a car accident or something? Like, is it, do you think it would be more difficult to lose a family member due to a flood or a hurricane or an earthquake as opposed to, you know, them dying due to old age? Or? I've never personally lost someone in a natural disaster, but I've lost a few uncles in fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I do think that no matter what the loss or the type of loss, there's always that grief that associates itself with each type, whether the person was older and you were able to prepare or not, there's still that grief, that form. form. I I don't know that you can ever prepare for grief, basically, (laughs) because you can think that you're ready for someone who's older to pass away. But you really won't know until that person is gone exactly. and that impact happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sudden loss. Um, I know uh, my great-grandmother passed last year. Um, and it was something that pretty much my whole family knew was coming for a while. Mm-hmm. She had been sick for a long time. And so when it you know, finally came to, when it finally came to pass, um, you know, my, my family, they held up very well. My grandmother, my aunts, and my mom, they were all very, very strong about it and they handled it very well. But it wasn't until I think the day before the funeral we went to view the body where my mother really just took a minute to really yeah. let some tears out and really understand this okay this is this is really happening yeah and so i i guess you know like you said you can never because i mean that was something that i heard a lot during that time period was you know 
this is going to be, I guess, different than, you know, this or this because, you know, we, we knew it was happening. We knew this, it was going to, we knew this was happening. We knew it was going to happen. And so we, we had time to sort of mentally prepare ourselves and emotionally prepare ourselves. But even with the amount of preparation yeah. that they had, it was still, like you said, that form of grief still right. took place. What I'd love to see happen is that people kind of change their perception a little bit when it comes down to grief because mm-hmm. let's just say that someone knows that their elderly parent or a sick person is going to pass away and everyone around them knows that they are battling with, with this particular thing. So now that person passes away and now everybody else's expectation is, well, you knew it was going to happen. Right. So that now minimizes their compassion towards Ooh, that individual exactly. because they feel like you had time to prepare when, again, you really can't prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about when your mom saw, you know, went to visit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, like I said, I lost a baby in 2014. In my family, we've lost six babies within seven-year period. And seeing an infant's coffin... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does something to you. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, she knew that her baby had passed away um, while he was in utero. Um, you would think that we would have been ready to go ahead and get ready to do the service. and But nothing prepares you. Right. And I really feel like at times there hasn't been a lot of compassion that came towards her and our family, not because people didn't care, but because they knew and we knew it was coming. But the the gravity of that emotional attachment, mm-hmm. and, you know, the recognition of, yes, this really is happening. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't really set in, especially when you're not affected by it. It right. doesn't set in as much. Yeah. And I hear recoverable love. Exactly. This is the loss you will not recover. That no. that that no. changes your life. I can't imagine. Changes so your life. So that's different than any other loss that you'll have because in this situation you know it's never come back. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's there. It'll never come back. Mm-hmm. Personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It'll never come back. It's it's uh it's hard to deal with that. Um and like you said, I guess I guess people are people are are gonna have a little less compassion and feel like you had a chance to prepare. Right. Um. So I guess so. When we uh, we're getting ready to go on break here in a minute. Um, when we come back, we're going to take uh, the rest of this time uh, getting talking about that preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with you um, dealing with the funeral services, uh, mm-hmm. uh, financially half up here, mm-hmm. um, and even even things like uh, you know, no one prepared me how to explain to my daughter what had happened mm-hmm. with my little brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've been holding their little brother and playing with their little brother. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yep. they're asking questions. How do you explain that? There's been no preparation for me to explain this to them. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that are things that I think, um, when you talk about even, when you talk about the, like the Red Cross, these um, nonprofit organizations, these are, mm-hmm. these are some of the things um, we have exactly one minute. That's about as much time as we probably should even give to this. This um, when when we talk about the the Joel Osteen situation, mm-hmm. and, and and that was a preparation situation, mm-hmm. right. and being involved in similar things here in Colombia, mm-hmm. um, we had a thousand year flood and had to be involved with city and local officials mm-hmm. and 
FEMA and people who do this right. for a living. Right. Um, yeah, you couldn't just gung ho open your doors. You mm -hmm. When you're a site that big, you can open your doors if you only hold 200 people. Right. But if you hold 2,000, you can. You are a traffic jam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your that traffic jam had better be going in the right direction, mm -hmm. and it had better be administrated by all parties involved, mm -hmm. because your traffic jam can cut off uh, the route to a federally prepared shelter. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And now you and, and and while people are in that traffic jam, the water can exceed their tires mm -hmm. and, and shut off every car in that traffic jam. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just it's just things like that. You know, social media went really quickly to cast judgment, mm. but you've never been involved in emergency evacuation. Right. Mm. The same way that people will cast judgment on people who have deaths in their family. Mm -hmm. You've never been involved mm. in these situations. It's mm. probably what happened in the show. Mm. Right. You know, um, right. But we can talk to some people who know mm. how to cope with cope with death, cope with, with the loss of loved ones, cope right. with everything. Because you don't, no one's going to prepare you for this. No. You're going to have to make the, the uh, effort. Mm -hmm. To put yourself in a position of preparation. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what No one's going to put you there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that has to do with living will. Mm -hmm. That has to do with um, life insurance policies and make sure that this, you don't become a, you know, $30,000 burden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Or, you know, um, like you say, uh, if a child dies early enough, we don't have a social security number. Right. Can't even insure them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So okay. where do you get that? Where do you get the funding for the funeral? Mm -hmm. How do you buy the infant casket? Mm -hmm. You know, um, these are things that um, people don't think about that often. Right. Yeah. But we're gonna think about them today, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of this today because this yes. is, that's that's why this is necessary. Absolutely, the emotional side of losing a loved one is very important, mm -hmm. and all of us have dealt with that in one way or another. Mm -hmm. The emotion side is very important, but the moving on side mm -hmm. from that has a lot to do with how is your life prepared, what is the foundation, how, is, how are things structured, yeah, where sure. are your support, where are your support, you know, channels, where mm -hmm. are those, mm -hmm. do you have them, have you excluded all of your support channels because you're an introvert, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying, mm -hmm. have you excluded all your support yeah. channels, you need support channels no matter what you define yourself as right you see what I'm saying right you need support channels um you need a savings account <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. same way you need a savings account a little account. bit of everything you right. personal you need personal right. support system. you need personal emotional savings account spiritual savings account you need to know where you're going to go for support mm -hmm. um and we're going to get back to all that so free to think freely the next song is called All Good by Capital Kings Featuring Holly. Breathe you in, never quit. I don't wanna live without it, live without it. Mm -hmm. I got you on my mind and I can get you out. My head is spinning, I don't wanna slow it down. I love you like it's all I ever knew. Cause whenever I'm with you, it's so good, it's so good. Everything is all, everything is all, all good.
know you got me, I know you got me talking about preparation mm-hmm. for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've heard a lot of things, living wills are very important, when I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, how are funeral services like, when it, when it comes down to these situations, how are surprise events like this, how the, the funeral financial situation, what is that like? Well, one thing I want to address first and foremost is the time that we start preparing. Because to really be honest, the time to start preparing is the birth of a child. Now we have those certain cases, those are the gray areas that, hey, we just seriously cannot do anything for those. But the time to prepare is really at the birth of a child. Insurance is the cheapest when I tell you it's dirt cheap. Uh, I had a client call earlier and they're just like, okay, hey, we need X, Y, and Z to take care of our house. I apologize, but at 60 years old, on, you know, that size of income that they have, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Their kids will have a debt when they pass. That's literally it. That's all they can do. So the time to prepare is at that early age to where when these different types of hurricanes, natural disasters, freak accidents, when they occur, you already have that side taken care of. So I, I definitely want to place a huge emphasis mm-hmm. on pre-need. Go plan your funeral service. It's a topic we do not want to talk about at all. Go plan your funeral service. Sit down with your lawyer. Do your living with. It's something people hide. It's gonna. Well, I forgot what uh, we call it, but uh, you know how the oldest person in the community says, "Y'all trying to push me in the grave." Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but we're not gonna wait till we got one foot in the grave, the other one out on the banana peel, and then say, "Oh, it's time to do something." So that's what really helped that transition process. Once you have the, I mean, the financial side is the biggest side of it, honestly, mm-hmm. because now you're thinking you just lost somebody. Now you've got to find eight or ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Some of these people have never made that in their lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we got to figure out where is it coming from. Okay, well, I had a couple of issues coming out of college. You know, my credit's not right. Mm-hmm. What can I do? So to help avoid those situations, we literally have to start having the conversation earlier. Right. We can't wait till people get sick in the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I really want to mention, too, is uh, as far as the middle class or the middle age of people who literally say those things won't happen to you. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody in Texas said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, hey, we won't see Katrina. Somebody said that. OK, so those things are going to happen. But uh, once you, when it comes down to it, uh, usually a family has dealt with a lawyer at some point. Uh, that would be the person who would know my family. That's probably why I get to go uh, do my living will. If you need a recommendation, uh, find a legal shield representative. They are very uh, excellent as far as getting you hooked up with one of their lawyers that can get that done for you. It costs you all of probably 20, 30, 40, or 50 bucks. It just depends on where you are and what region. Uh, they're excellent for that. But the main thing is getting the correct insurance. I want to place some emphasis on that as well. Just buying anything is not good. Mm-hmm. And and this is something that I have seen uh, over my short time in the business and my dad's long time in the business is that a lot of people will buy what an agent comes by to sell them. Hey, I want all my stuff from the same company. That's it. Well, guess what? A 70-year-old person needing a final expense plan. 
them putting final expense on their kids hurts their kids. Okay, mm-hmm. whole life insurance can be a financial asset for those kids. But what is a ten thousand dollar policy that kid is gonna pay him for sixty years do for him? Nothing at all. At uh, I would say uh, age zero. Okay, I would look at no less than a hundred thousand dollars. There are options. Okay, there's something called a GUL that is a guaranteed universal life policy. With that policy, a kid can get a hundred thousand dollars in coverage for all of like seventeen bucks a month and keep it to age one twenty one. If they get in a sticky situation in life, when they hit 65, they can now have some retirement income built in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've also got to start asking questions about living benefits. Mm-hmm. Insurance is not just for death. Okay, mm-hmm. so now those freak accidents that happen later in life, what if you had an accident or a, a disability rider in those claims? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. So now your family having to get to and from the hospital, uh, posting a hotel rooms to stay you got some income to help supplement those things. So when these freak accidents occur, like what's going on right now, somebody somebody hurt somewhere, a claim would help, you know, relocate the family, things of that nature. So there are all kinds of different uh, forms of insurance. But when I tell you I stress insurance review, because what I see every day, people say, hey, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I've got some form of insurance. Okay, well, the person telling me that took out a term policy 12 years ago. Uh-oh. Either they're coming up on 10 years, they already passed that, 15 years or 20. Well, if they're 60 years old and they took out a 20-year term, they took it out at 40. Uh-oh, somebody's in trouble. Okay. Well, here's the thing. They say, well, I got my grandkids on a rider. So now you got your grandkids on a rider with cancer policy. Now we all get on the bus and act a freak accident happens. Now you got four family members dead and, and nobody knows where the funds are going to come from. So I stress We've got to start asking the questions, too, to our parents, brothers, sisters, everybody. You know, who's your insurance with? If you don't have any, feel free to call me. If I can't get to you, I will send somebody to you wherever you are in all of the 50 states. I can find an agent. It is that simple. You have to have some form of insurance. And people say, well, I got enough saved up. Okay, cool. But we say that. What is enough saved up? $50,000? Mm-hmm. Worried about a state tax. Uh oh. Okay. Notes. Okay. What if somebody just bought a new car? Uh oh. Right. What if somebody you know uh, has a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar house? That fifty thousand dollars gonna take care of all that for you? Mm-hmm. No, it's not gonna do it, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to start. We've got to push this conversation. When I say early, I say eighteen year old. Okay. They're at that point, either they're going to go in the military, they're going to find a trade school, they're going to go to college. Whatever they decide to do is fantastic, wonderful. But you're now in a position where you got to make some decisions why you can legally sign your name for some other folks in your family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got to prepare so that we don't have to react. Mm-hmm. Because when you have to react and there's death involved, you can run into some sticky situations. Some funeral directors might get money hungry. Mm-hmm. You might take them $100,000 policy and walk away with 50. That stuff can happen. You know why? Because I want mommy and daddy to have the best. To be honest with you, a, a true uh, a true funeral that is, uh, let's say if we do the family cars and all that kind of stuff, 
if you pay more than eight thousand dollars, you probably went to the wrong funeral director. I'm just being honest with you, mm-hmm. because these services can be done at an effective price and uh, something that is very affordable. But that is also up to that funeral establishment. If if it's their name or however, better make sure you, you're called on the right people because they may leave you hanging down the road when it comes down to you needing a friend or some things of that nature. Yes. So we. When I tell you, we just have to stress pushing the conversation of the what ifs. Because that's the one thing that we don't talk about is the what ifs in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, as far as in your family, who would have thought, you know, you would have lost a son? Okay. Who would have thought you would have lost an infant? Mm -hmm. Who would have thought about that? Right. Those are the things we seriously don't talk about. We have to start talking about the what ifs. Right. You know, the what if things occur. Now, I'm not saying go buy zombie apocalypse insurance. That'd be pointing. <laughs> okay. But we have to start talking about the what if. And if there are any questions, I will tell you another thing, too. The language in insurance is not meant for everybody without a professional license. That's what I was mm. That's the language. listening to a specialist, an insurance specialist on the radio. I think, uh, yeah, one of these financial shows, mm-hmm. Blue Dog or somebody like that, had a person. The guy that drove the problem. Yeah, I think I know you're talking. And he was, t- you know, he's talking. I'm sitting there trying to understand what uh-huh. he's talking about, and I'm just by the time end of the conversation, I'm more confused at the beginning. Like he, uh-huh. a lot of a lot of his, uh, because a lot of it was like he was saying some of the things you were saying about living benefits. Uh huh. Okay, but knowing which policies have those benefits and which don't, mm-hmm. and able to be being able to know, okay, um, these terms. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that mean I negotiate renegotiate my price at the end of this term? Mm-hmm. Or does that mean I can just renew at the end of my term? Mm-hmm. Because is that like a CD? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? At that point, am I investing? Am I not investing? Am I just renewing my insurance like I renew my car insurance with Geico? See, uh, it, it was... A, yeah. a lot of people get confused with the cheaper premiums of a universal life plan. Mm-hmm. But what they're not told is that uh, usually a portion of that cash value is off and it's usually at age 60 or 65. You don't just get a, get to collect and then you, you got a policy to, if you collect, right. you terminate that insurance. Right. Once that is, that basically says the policy mature. That is something you will see on a universal life policy is a maturity date of some form or it will have a paid up date or something of that nature on there. Once again, the common person's like, okay, well, I've got this, you know, it's going to, you know, build me a little cash, that's it. That little bit of cash terminates that entire amount of cut. But they'll offer you $8,000 for you to terminate 75. Uh-huh. What, what do most people do But at age 65, 70? What do most people do? They might have some grandkids in the house. They're going to take that eight grand. Hey, we got to leave. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Well, none of the kids said, hey, y'all, we need to make sure their funeral services and taxes and things of that nature are taken care of. Right. Oh, my goodness. You ran into another problem. So it's literally uh, some of the IUL plans, like you were mentioning as well, uh, is what he was probably talking about right. is there's an indexed part of the plan where some cash is allocated to. Right. So basically a portion of your premium will be paid into something that's usually going to have a cap. And I would say between seven and nine percent. What only problem is usually it's going to have a, a zero floor. OK, so based on your knowledge of the market, do you want to put money in a plan of that nature? Would you just rather go the whole life route where, you know, Hey, I'm going to get my three or four percent and I'm good. So that's something that is there. But you got to understand what point of life you're at too. those policies are for people just looking for a cheap premium. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the cheap premium you're told 
is not the target premium that needs to be paid in for that uh, policy to be completely effective. Right. They'll tell you, you can pay me $17 a month, that's it. Okay, well, that'll keep, that'll keep the policy up. But to make that plan effective, you might need to be paying 55 or 60 a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are a lot of Different. hidden terms within insurance that people simply just say, hey, I got insurance, that's it. When I tell you, that's all, I, I hear it every day. Yeah. I hear it every day. Mm. And it's sad to say it, but I've actually walked out of a client's house and one of the people out there to see past where we live. Mm. Then they actually did call, can you all help? That? The funeral director got to keep lights on. Mm. The days of doing funeral services for free are over. Mm-hmm. They are. There are some forms of uh, financing companies that are there, mm. but... It, that's not the resort you want to go because now for a five, let's say if you want to do cremation, cremation now is going to cost you right at about $3,500. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, that's an average, you know, good cremation costs you around $3,500. Do you want to resort to a funeral financing company where that $3,500 you could have had insured through Prenita, however, that you now have to pay $6,000 for? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It's 10 times cheaper to get insured today. 10 times cheap. Wow. Yeah, that's that's Everybody's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, like I said, that's the reason that we're having these conversations because, yeah, I, a lot of what you just said, I had no idea. I'll be no, honest with you. Been, been through some of the process but did not know mm-hmm. it on that level. I pride myself in educating people. I don't sell you anything. If I got to sell you something, we're probably talking to each other. We have an unintentional relationship with our state. Mm-hmm. I got to sell you something. I'd rather educate you and then you sit down with your family and say, hey, you know, maybe we need X, Y, and Z. Better yet, or maybe we should lay all of this out and let someone else analyze what we may need or what we may not need. So those are some options out there. Mm-hmm. Free thinkers radio. Feel free to think freely. <laughs> Next song we have coming up Body Camp. I know what I saw. I know who you are. You cannot go far. I know what I saw. We both do. Body cam, I got proof. You know it's true. Well, you can't hide that truth. You know. No, you can't hide that proof. You know. Do stop lying. Oh, life is like a jungle. Younger swinging rifles like the tank was in the color guard. Am I right about it when I write about it by the Bible? About the gunny cars? Yeah. On the records, man, he swear he hard. But your favorite rapper got a bodyguard. And shorty want them like, 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 like. Going viral, showing body parts. Ain't that the truth? Ain't this the stuff that we do? Don't we just fit in these shoes? Breaking the rules. Acting like we got no clues. So quick to make an excuse. Why do we use one another like some fools? So quick to lust and seduce. Let's make a truce. Promise never to abuse one another than we do. We make the rules. Guess it's in our DNA, huh? How we dribble with the K's, huh? On a Sunday, young and May, huh? Sunday, Hallelujah, praise, huh? Yeah, I call it high C. Man, it's falling, I see. Boy, I tell it how it is. Yeah. However long those loans are, if I need to go and go splurge on some new Jordans or get me a Mercedes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. He we back. back. <laughs> we'll keep it real. Right, man, that's straight. That's, that's real talk because you people will do that. You know what I'm saying? They will go and just do whatever with, you know, the money they, they collect and just like, 
Still got, if you got land, you got to pay taxes on that. There you go. Mm-hmm. Call. If you got cars, you got to pay taxes. Even if the car is paid for, you still got to pay that yearly tax. Absolutely. In South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Jack that tag if you There's don't. some states to get it right. What are we doing? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Florida. You know, I bet you a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that it's not properly taught. There you a, lot, a lot of people just don't know this stuff. Right. So, I mean, you, you must not know what to do when you get money in these sort of situations mm-hmm. if your first reaction is well let me go and spend it on something luxurious yeah mm-hmm. you know as opposed to finding uh i don't know something fiscally responsible to do mm-hmm. I, I mean because like you said you never know when something else is going to come up mm-hmm. and then you have taxes that you have to pay on certain things i mean you gotta pay money for money Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah, important right. to make money. Right. Yeah. I think it's important for people, like you were talking about, having discussions, mm-hmm. having these discussions. Yeah. It's important for people to not do it in secret. Mm-hmm. Why be cloak and dagger about something that's so important? Um, so when you say that the family should sit down and talk about it, mm-hmm. there are a lot of extenuating circumstances people need to understand. Like, let's say you're talking about a parent. You have so many siblings, mm-hmm. you know, the the problems that come up when a parent dies, when you have so many offspring or whatever, whatnot, especially when it, when it pertains to life insurance or funeral arrangements, things like that. I mean, gosh, they, they are many. Mm-hmm. So having these discussions and doing it in, in a, I mean, of course you want to make sure that you are, you are cautious about all of what you reveal, but you still need to have these conversations um, so that people are prepared and ready. And there is no, I mean, which sibling is it going to fall on? You know, mm-hmm. who's going to be the person that manages that estate and all these other it things? The they need they need to talk about it. We, um, one of the things that I think can help with that is for, I mean, I think about the fact that death is a very real and you cannot avoid it's a part of life that it's happens it is inevitable it happens and because of that i think it's important for people to really delve into the spiritual side of things as well um and think about the fact that god talks there's so many scriptures about the brokenhearted and and loss and you know healing the brokenhearted and things of that nature it, why is it there if it's not something that is a very real part of life you can't avoid it as much as we want to, because it is uncomfortable, no one wants to sit down and talk about right. the possibility of dying. Right. But I just recently went to a service that was planned by the person who passed away, a beautiful woman, and she had this thing mapped out exactly the way she needed it and wanted it to be. Her family seemed to have a measure of peace, the kind of peace you you can have when you're still grieving that loss. Mm-hmm. But why did they have peace? probably because it was planned and mapped out ahead of time. So I think that we need to get to a place where we realize death will come. So don't run from it and hide from it because it's still going to find you. So prepare, have these conversations, get life insurance and all these other types of things that we may need. And it's funny that you say that because that's what my grandmother did. She had everything planned out. She had actually two grave sites that she could choose from. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be buried. Like, and it's like, you know, I went when she said, "Well, you know, because she was, she told me I paid off my, my paid off my paid off my lot. 
what are you talking about? You know, she, she paid off the headstone and everything. Everything was paid off. So there's nothing that you, you know, because like a lot of times, if there are people that you have to go back and visit, they don't have the headstone. Mm-hmm. And you can't, right. you don't know where they're buried at mm-hmm. because they didn't have the, you know, it's, right. yeah, headstones are expensive. And you, so you trying to go back and find them, and you like, okay, I think it was here. Mm-hmm. It may have been here. You know what I'm saying? So that's gotta be having, yeah, little having little that insurance marker. You know, hey, yeah, that, that thing flies. Oh well, yeah, mm-hmm. and so like you know, like we just like you said, the, the flood, right? You know, places that were there were cemeteries that were underground, underwater. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So where did everything go? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that insurance is really great. It's a necessity, mm-hmm. even though we may not want to talk about it so early, but it's, you need to talk about it early so that you can be able to have that information or have those funds to be like, okay, I want to be buried here. Everything is paid off. That's where I want to be buried at. Don't, don't ask me no questions. That's where I want to be buried at. Or, you know, the, the church services, this is how I want it. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, y'all go don't stay at my house. Go go somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, because being 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 real, being, being real. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that come that that only came by maybe th- twice a year. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Some people only come for the repay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Some people do do your repay before the funeral. After the funeral, everybody go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. one thing too, and I, I want to make sure I share this. I'm glad I was taught by my father, who led by example. Mm-hmm. The stuff I'm telling you, you can go to New Hopewell Baptist Missionary Baptist Church. It's just on the outskirts of Darlington, South Carolina. Okay, my dad's headstone is already there with his name. All that got to be carved into the death date. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, and the price he paid. He's right beside my mother. The price he paid for both of those spots. And that headstone, that headstone now probably cost you up to three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Guarantee he didn't pay three thousand dollars for that, all of it included. Mm-hmm. Wow! But he did it seventeen, eighteen years ago. Right. And for us, we now have to do that same thing today Absolutely. because the cost is going through the roof. Yeah. Exactly. Now we've got a con- couple of conglomerate companies who are basically saying, you know, if the uh, the mom and pop shops won't sell out to us, we'll just make it harder for them. So what do they do? They buy the vault company. Majority, I'd say 90% of your vaults put down in the Midlands are put down by Wilbert or um, we've got, well, better yet, Wilbert owns the entire corporation. But the corporation's name SCI, Service Corporation International. So they own six or seven funeral homes here in the Midlands. So you, you gotta, you gotta understand that there's a money and a business side to mm-hmm. this thing that, right. you know, so the costs are gonna go up and the mom and pop shop they can't afford, they can't do anything about it. They literally can't. Why? Because right. the people who are your supplier mm-hmm. are saying, okay, well, you can't get it without us. Mm-hmm. So we'll raise it up. Now, if this was back in the days where, you know, the funeral home made their own caskets and everything like that, different story. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. You have to order those things and too bad a conglomerate that does not understand small business, small community. Right. You know, I know your family, you know mine. Mm-hmm. Let me help you out. They don't understand yeah. that. So the only thing we can do is come, you know, with our pocketbooks correct, with a heart, mind, and soul that's in the correct place to handle business. Mm-hmm. And we got to actually come together more as a community to mm-hmm. deal with death as well. Right. Because the problem is you'll see people on first Sunday of the year that you ain't seen in five years. But when somebody die, they show up. Okay. okay? Okay. Why they want to be seen? Mm -hmm. Somebody might drive a nice car. They only show up to show off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. 
we, we've now got to go back to the original idea of a community and, and that village that they talk about in the Bible okay. and become a family and help each other out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 People are trifling. <laughs> I just being like people can people have motives. Indeed. You know yeah. A lot of times we we find ourselves in situations where, where you know we might know that this might get us this or take us here and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. We all have to be careful about what our motivation behind the things we do. Is. Always right. check your motives. Exactly. Specifically, you know, just always do that. Check it. I, I think, think that's it. important to regularly reevaluate your heart. Yeah. I learned a lot tonight. I did all this year. I did call my insurance company in the morning. That's right. <laughs> first things first, we want to my agent watch, and I'm be like, did you watch the show? All right. What's <laughs> <laughs> <was> good? <laughs> so if you made a thing, yeah, feel free to call me. Well, yeah. Give them the information. Let them know how they can get in contact with you. You can get in contact with me. I'm Bryson Caldwell, the owner and managing general agent of Caldwell Insurance Consulting. You can call me at 843 229 or 803-470-5775. Feel free to call me about anything while I'm here to help. At the end of the day, I charge zero fees to do any form of policy review. Call me, we'll get it done to make sure your family's in the best position to deal with these current problems. I'd like to tell you about a Greek group, if that's okay. Yeah, it's please called um, Arts as Medicine. It meets the fourth Tuesday of every month at Vibe Church. The address is 2630 Clemson Road. Um, and it starts at 630. Fourth Tuesday of every month. Please reach out to some local funeral homes about that. Because there are a lot of funeral directors that they go to work and go home. So uh, sometimes when they're out of contact or they may a family they may ha- they may not have been in in five years. Mm-hmm. That person may call back and they may or may not know where to send them. But please, you know, share the information with a couple of our local funeral homes in the middle because sometimes they'll talk to a support group quicker than they will the person they paid to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, yeah, bubble. To all everyone who's dealing with or you know. Uh, this type of situation, these support groups, those mm-hmm. those those groups are very important for you. I would probably say, you know, before it, some people aren't in a place where they're ready to open up fully. And when you're one on one with that with a counselor or a group counselor, or whatever, they they make you open up fully. You may not be ready for that, mm-hmm. but you may be in a place where you can sit in a room of people, you know. And let's all just combine and only share as much as we're comfortable. I sat and just listened for a few of the meetings before I was ever even ready to share. Um, grief support, it, I mean, changed my life. I don't know where I would be as far as just in a spiritual place at all um, if it wasn't for the fact that I had a group that I was able to go to. I love one-on-one too, but groups, you know, everyone's there to support one another yeah. and to help you remember that it's okay mm-hmm. to to grieve and you're not alone. You're not by yourself. So that's why I like it. I like groups. Well, we want to thank y'all again for tuning in to Free Thinkers Radio. Join us next Monday for part two. Uh, we have Dr. D coming on. I think another guest also. So join us next week, part two, coping with death. Um, Free Thinkers Radio. Uh, go to our Facebook page and um, and you'll be able to scroll and see a lot of uh, very reliable um, charities that are actually on the ground doing work in Houston. Um, we 
checking out some of the other ones that don't seem to be doing that. Right. <laughs> so, shout out to um, Dollar Chase who are doing big work. Uh, shout out to, to JJ Watt. Because what he's doing is very important. You think about it. He's saying, I'm going to collect the money and let experts hash it out. Mm-hmm. Which is something I wish some of our other charities would do. But go to our Facebook page, see how you can help the people in Harvey and to anyone else who's dealing with uh, coping with death, things like that. Uh, got information here for you. Feel free, things freely. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.